The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We carry on through our day as if everything is just fine. But for many of us, it's merely a mask covering up all the emotion simmering just under the surface. Welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership with Shamin Sadiq. In this program, you'll hear from others who face the same adversities in life as the rest of us. But these individuals have redirected their energies to creating extraordinary ideas and concepts. Find out what they are and what's behind the motive. Now, here is your host, Shamin Sadiq. Hello and welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Shamin Sadiq, and you're listening to us today on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Before we start, I want to take a moment to express my gratitude to the Voice America Network. I, I It's my intention every week to thank uh, my producer, Sandra Rogers, uh, my engineer, Kevin, and all the others behind the scenes who make this show possible. And somehow every week I forget to do that. And then I feel so bad afterwards because uh, it feels like something's been overlooked. So I wanted to do it right up front at the start. Uh, Thanks to all of you for your support and your um, acceptance and your good wishes for me and the show. I, I just feel very, very honored and pleased to be part of this network and to have this uh, opportunity every week. So thank you. Uh, The topic today, wherever you are, is called here. As I was thinking about the show this morning, I was tracking back over the past three weeks and I realized we've been in a bit of a a frame of leadership, self-awareness, mindfulness, and conscious intentionality that has really carried through the last three shows, or the two shows before this one and today. So so two weeks ago, we were talk, talking about surrendering to what is. Last week, we were talking about our addiction to worry and how it's time to let that go. And today, I feel like the, the topic really is around acceptance accepting that where you are is here and uh, though it would be nice to be somewhere else at least sometimes I feel like it would be nice to be somewhere else I'd like to be I don't know 10 pounds thinner I'd like the weather to be warmer I'd like to have more money um, or have more of my mortgage paid yeah that would be nice but where I am is where I am and and here I am so I wanted to focus our time today on this And as well, this frame, this uh, four-part frame that I was seeing is very present with me. So leadership, self-awareness, mindfulness, and conscious intentionality. And I thought we'd start with some mindfulness. I've been spending a few minutes each week or trying to each week spend a few minutes with you just engaging in a bit of meditation together, a a moment to pause and just focus our attention on the breath, just to practice being in the present moment. So why not begin with that again today? So just take a, a moment to get yourself seated comfortably, 
placing your feet flat on the floor, uncross your legs and ankles if they're crossed, and just really plant your feet on that floor. Maybe you will even take off your shoes or your boots if you're in a place where you can do that, and and let your feet really come into contact with the floor, sitting with your palms face down on your thighs, and in a dignified posture, i.e. not slouching or, or slumped over to the side with a straight spine, but but also with some comfort and relaxation. The idea here is not to be straight up and, and stiff. It's more to be dignified, alert, um, but also relaxed at the same time. So if you can manage all of that, uh, and then just take your shoulders and, and raise them up slowly towards your ears, and then just gently roll them back and let them come down farther away from your ears. Again, not trying to do anything harsh or trying to get further down your back than you did last time. Just letting your shoulders come into a bit of ease. Um, Taking a chance to let the stress go for a moment or at least if it's still present to uh, pay attention to it, I guess. And taking some breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth at your own pace. And just take a couple of easy breaths here as you settle in for a few minutes, a few short minutes of mindfulness together. And all we're going to do during these three or four minutes is focus our attention on the breath. So just notice the breath entering your body through your nose and feel it leaving your body through your mouth. And if I'm breathing too slow for you, then go at your own pace. If I'm breathing too fast for you, go at your own pace. Good. And just inhaling, feeling the temperature of the air as it enters your nose. And exhaling, just noticing what that feels like. And we'll take a few more breaths here together. And if you notice that it's challenging to maintain this focus on the breath, know that you're not the only one who struggles with this. I do too, and so do others. And so the point here is not to let yourself off the hook, but more to be kind to yourself. To say, oh, I've lost my connection to my breath. Let me start again. This is how you build resilience and tenacity, perseverance. So coming back to your breath, Breathing in and breathing out. Good. I'm taking two more breaths in and out. Last time in. 
and breathing out through your mouth. Good. And as we bring these few minutes of mindfulness to a close, know that you can come back to your breath anytime you wish. That is something that is with you always. You don't need running shoes or workout gear or a yoga mat or anything special to return to your breath. In times when you feel unhinged or off-center, you can come back to this. Even in the meeting, when things are getting heated and difficult, or in a conversation with your spouse or children or other loved ones, or in challenging times when you feel upset, you can always come back to your breath. Good. And I had a chance yesterday to practice coming back to my breath, and I failed. I didn't do a great job of it. And I thought it would be helpful for me to tell you the story of what happened to me yesterday, but first to put it in some context. I've been thinking a lot about how this work, which feels very deep and, dare I say, spiritual for me, and I'm told for others who are listeners to the show or, or clients of mine, to connect it more strongly to leadership, to business, to performance. And I realize that there are a number of frameworks and practices and processes that, that tie these things together. And I assume that you all know all of them. And of course, you may and you may not. So I thought it would be helpful to start with a process. Now, this is something I call Shamin's leadership development process. But to be fair, it is not a process that I made up or developed. It comes from a number of places in which my work focuses. So it comes from leadership development. It comes from, you know how fond I am of the leadership circle and my association with, with the full circle group. It comes from a mindfulness. It comes from spirituality. It comes from my own experience of using my work with myself. So I'm calling it Shamin's Leadership Development Process, but know that, um, again, in, in gratitude, it's evolved from many, many different experiences, teachings, and opportunities I've had to continue to learn. So here is my leadership development process. I'm sharing it with you here, and this is something I share with all of my clients. And I all, always ask them to keep this in front of them, and I keep it in front of myself as well so that I won't forget. So here it is. It um, begins with step one. Now, it is a seven-step process. I know you all like seven-step processes because I see them all over LinkedIn and everywhere else. So here's mine. Number one, catch yourself in the act. And by in the act, what I mean is catch yourself in your old habits, um, habits that serve you well and for many of us, habits that don't serve you so well. But the point is in the first step of this process is to catch yourself. The second step is to forgive yourself to be compassionate with yourself. You know, I'm 45 years old and some of these patterns and habits have been with me since I was a little girl. So if they still show up today, despite my best intentions and all of the work that I've done to limit them or minimize them or make them go away, then the compassion I need to offer to myself is to say, hey, 
I've had these around for a long time. They're pretty deeply ingrained habits. They're not going to go away overnight or completely. So to be compassionate with myself is to say, ah, here's this old thing that I know so well that sometimes grabs me, it's back again, and not to beat myself up too much about it. So there's going to be more on that point later in the show. Anyway, step three is once you've caught yourself and forgiven yourself is to connect to your vision. What is the thing that I care so much about that I do anything to make it happen? Step four is to decide whether the stories that you are telling yourself about yourself, about other people, and about how things work in the world, in the world of work, in the world of home, in the world at large, but how do these stories serve you in moving towards that vision? And if they serve you in moving towards that vision, if the story you're telling yourself is one that's helpful, keep it. Carry on. Have at it. And if it's not, then choose a new story that will. What could you tell yourself that would make it easier to launch yourself towards that vision than the old story that's keeping you stuck? Step five. Well, it's great to have all this self-awareness, but step five is experiment. Now it's time to move into action. Take the next step. And step six is reflecting. And what I mean by that is, okay, you went out with an experiment, you tried to tell yourself a different story, something happened that activated your stuff, and you tried something different. And so the point is to come back in and say, okay, here's what happened. Here's what I noticed. Here's what I tried. Here's what the other person did. Here's how things unfolded. But take a moment to reflect to examine what has happened, how did the experiment go. And then step seven is to repeat steps one through six, and then uh, in comma, er, in in comma, in brackets, I have the word often. In other words, this is a, a process that is actually a practice. It's not something you do once and then you're finished. It's something that I invite you to do over and over and over again so that you can begin to uh, make this a habit. This is a new habit, catching yourself in the act, forgiving yourself, connecting to your vision, deciding whether your stories are serving you, and if they're not, choosing new ones that will, experimenting, reflecting, and then repeating that process. Now, if you're wondering how that fits in, when when my clients are working with me, how it fits in is we're discussing steps one, two, three, four during the coaching session and step five, and the coaching ha- session happens in step six. Step six is where we get together after a couple weeks and we say, okay, let's talk about what you've noticed since the last time we were talking. And then step seven is to repeat all of the above, and that happens between the coaching sessions. So, I like to use this process with my clients, but most importantly, I like to use it with myself. So let me tell you the story of what happened yesterday, and then we'll take a break and come back and and reflect a little bit on it. So yesterday, uh, my story is called Martyr Mommy. Now, if you're a mom, or even if you're a dad, you know this story, because it's not only for moms. Uh, There could be martyr daddies, too, out there. And if you're a leader in an organization, you probably have had moments like this uh, at work as well. But I'll tell you the story of what happened to me at home. I had a busy, busy weekend. I had 
basketball things to take my son to. I had uh, time I wanted to spend with my children and the man in my life and his child. I had um, to go to the hospital to visit my grandma, who's still... Uh, still with us, but um, you know, not doing very well. I was worried about my mom, who's really upset because you know this is the process that we're in, and so it was a very, very hectic weekend. And yesterday, in particular, I felt like all I was doing was cooking, cleaning up, and shuttling people from place to place. I don't remember sitting down for more than a couple of minutes, and I certainly never had a, a, a time for even a cup of tea or, or any kind of break. So it just felt like one of those nonstop days. And by the end of the day, I was in such a bad mood that I ruined the time for all of us. My older son was making pizza. He was so proud of himself. He was making it from scratch. Okay, this kid is not even 14 years old and he makes an awesome pizza. He made the dough himself. He bought all the toppings and he prepared everything. And I was trying to support him and I was happy for him that he was doing this. But by the time the pizzas were in the oven, I was a misery. I was an absolute misery, and I couldn't pull myself out of this this terrible mood that I was in, and I just felt put upon, exhausted, like nobody was helping me, like it was all up to me, I wished he hadn't made the pizza. Anyway, you know the drill. If you've ever experienced this martyr mommy or martyr daddy day, uh, a day like this, you know what I'm talking about. So... Uh, Today I woke up feeling a bit ashamed, a bit embarrassed, a bit um, wistful, wishing I hadn't wasted so much time on that negative energy, but the truth is I did. And I think the opportunity is to take a look at this, is to really take a look and say, um, what happened? How did I end up there? And how can I next time catch myself sooner and choose to move into a different way of being with my family so that we can enjoy the day? Translate that to your own work scenarios or your own life scenarios. And we've got something to talk about when we come back from this break. So we'll just part for a moment and I'll see you on the other side of this break. I'm Shamin Sadik, and I'll be right back. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Listening to stories from the heart of leadership. If you have a question or comment, or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamine an email. Her email address is shamin at anjaliLeadership.com. That's S H A H M E E N at A N J A L I Leadership.com. Now, back to stories from the heart of leadership. Welcome back. This is Shamin Sadek on Stories from the Heart of Leadership. And our topic today is Wherever You Are is Called Here. Now, for those of you who enjoy poetry, you will recognize that line. It is a line from uh, a very beautiful poem by David Wagoner that's called Lost. And I'd I'd like to read that poem to you and share it with you. Um, It's one of the poems that has helped me so much, both as a person who engages in in this practice and process of leadership development and self-awareness, but also as one who works with other humans to support them in their development uh, and growth as well. So this poem is called Lost and it's really spoken, um, f- for me I feel like it's, it's like a native elder speaking to a young person. And so it goes like this, stand still. The trees ahead and bushes beside you are not lost. Wherever you are is called here and you must treat it as a powerful stranger. You must ask permission to know it and to be known. Listen, the forest breathes. It whispers, I have made this place for you. If you leave it, you may come back again, saying here. No two trees are the same to raven. No two branches are the same to wren. If what a tree or a branch says is lost on you, then you are surely lost. Stand still. The forest knows where you are. Let it find you. And so to relate this back to the story I was telling you before the break, I, when I realized at the end of the day that I had sort of ruined the day, at least for myself and possibly for my entire family, because I was in the martyr mommy syndrome, I, I felt really awful about it. I, I felt terrible and I started to beat myself up. How could someone like you not catch it sooner. You're so self-aware when it comes to your work and then at home it all falls apart and a variety of other things that I said to myself that were all in the spirit of uh, making myself wrong, beating myself up and generally being pretty harsh with myself. And 
part of it is I am very hard on myself. It's um, part of my ambition. You know, the ambitiousness of me is that I, I'd like to be perfect. I'd like to be better. And I always wish that I was, you know, have something to strive for in terms of improving myself. And I, I think there's a positive element to that. But where it falls apart is when I start beating myself mercilessly uh, and then leave myself no way out. The other thing that this reflects, I believe, is that I forget that I'm a work in progress. And that's really what today's show is about. Stand still. The trees ahead and bushes beside you are not lost. Wherever you are is called here, and you must treat it as a powerful stranger, says David Wagoner in his poem, Lost. So, um, in other words... When I feel anxious because I didn't do it right, or I wish I'd been better, or I didn't see it soon enough, I'm not acknowledging that I, where I am is where I am. And at that moment yesterday, where I was, was caught in a spinning of old stories and the illusion that those old stories keep me stuck in. And I was stuck there. And so be easy to say, oh, I shouldn't have been there, or I wish I never was there, or I wish I never went there. But the truth is, at that, mo- at that moment, that's where I was. And so what David Wagner is saying is, you're not lost, you're in the place on the map called lost. There's a place along the way where we get lost, where we feel like we don't know which way is up, where we feel like we can't get our feet under us again. Um, And we kind of stay there for a while, sometimes a day, sometimes longer, and sometimes a few minutes, and sometimes just a moment. But we're in it, and when we're in it, there's no point in wishing we were somewhere else. There's no point in beating ourselves up for being there. It's more a case of accepting. Here's where I am. And so today I have had the opportunity, although I have been very busy today since I began work this morning, I've had the opportunity to hold myself with some compassion. And that's really what I was talking about when I shared my leadership development practice or process with you. Step two, forgive yourself, be compassionate with yourself. And so it's called me today to hold myself with much more compassion. How can I sit between vision and acceptance? How can I find peace between striving to be something better and resting in the place where I'm at in this moment? And how can I... Um, come home to respect and dignity and love for myself even when I've messed up. So yeah, I messed up yesterday. The point today is to forgive myself and learn something perhaps and then resolve uh, to tell myself something differently next time. And I may catch it faster and I may not, but wherever I end up with it is also just fine. So I'm asking you to hold things that seem like their intention, like how can I be a proponent of continuous improvement and always doing better and increasing my effectiveness while also accepting that where I am is where I am. It's not an easy thing. I'm, I'm inviting you to consider standing in the middle of that tension as I share with you how I am standing in the middle of it right now. And sometimes I get pulled more to one side or the other. It's harder to stay steady and peaceful in the midst of that. I wanted to give you the number to call in because we are broadcasting live today and if you'd like to join me in this conversation, perhaps you have a martyr mommy moment that you want to share with me, um, please do call 1-888-346-9141. I'll say it again, 1-888-346-9141. 
346-9141. And I'd love to hear how you have fallen fallen into a bit of a spin and whether you were able to catch yourself and when and how did you pull yourself back out of it. So feel free to call in and share your story. In the meantime, I'll keep talking about what I learned uh, and I'm still learning from what happened yesterday. It's not the first time that I've become a martyr or a victim and, and, and held myself that way. But boy, does it ever help to have another human being to, to speak with about it uh, at the time when it's happening or in the moment when you're realizing uh, this is what's happened. So I'll share a little bit more of how this unfolded. My kids went back to their dad's house. Uh, we, we each have them for seven days and we switch on Sundays. So I took them to their dad's and, and said goodbye to them. And, and they didn't seem too wounded. So hopefully I didn't ruin everything about their life yesterday with my with my martyrdom, but um, it did take away from the pleasure that especially my older son felt in creating his delicious pizza. Nonetheless, I dropped them off, said goodbye with love, and came back and um, was in a conversation with the man in my life about how victimized I felt all day. And it was so helpful to have him to reflect back to me that actually... The story that I was telling myself that was sort of at the heart of all of this, which was I have to make everybody happy. I have to be the one. Everyone's happiness hinges on me. And I've got to do everything I can to make everyone happy is a is two things. Is f- first, a surefire route to disaster. And secondly, is um, not true. Not true. And I felt really... Um, foolish when he pointed that out to me, but I also felt grateful, uh, grateful to have someone in my life who is willing to A, put up with that, <laughs> put up with me in that, and B, to tell me the truth. And the truth was there were certain elements of that martyrdom that are absolutely because of a story I'm telling myself. And he invited me to consider that it's not my job to make everybody happy. Uh, not the first time that somebody has issued that invitation to me, but boy, oh boy, is it ever powerful to hear it from someone so close, someone so uh, beloved and intimate, for for almost created a sense of external permission for me to let go of it. And now I'm all about self-awareness and and self-determination um, and me being the author of my own life. But sometimes it's helpful to have another person on the outside say, you don't have to do that, at least not for me. And that's what he was saying. He said, it's not up to you to make me happy. I am a grown-up person. I can make myself happy. If I didn't like the pizza, I would have gone and gotten some food from a takeout place. Um, if I didn't like the ingredients that my older son was choosing for his pizza, I find my own ingredients in your fridge. And sure enough, he did. So I'm using a a very real and present example to illustrate this process and practice of self-awareness that I think is so crucial and important for all of us. Now, especially those of us in leadership roles and also for those of us who are coaches and consultants who work with leaders who help them to be as powerful as they can be, I think this is important for us as well, even probably more important for us than for anybody else. There was a fourth piece to the frame that I was seeing this all couched in, 
And that was conscious intentionality. So I thought I'd spend a, a little bit of time speaking about that now. What do I mean by conscious intentionality? Well, this whole leadership development process or practice, my seven-step process that I, that I named earlier, catch yourself in the act, forgive yourself, be compassionate with yourself. Step three, connect to your vision. What is the thing I care so much about that I'd do anything to make it happen? Step four, deciding whether the old stories you tell yourself about yourself, other people, or how things work are serving you in moving towards that vision. And if they're not serving you, choosing new stories that will. Step four is a long step. Step five, experimenting and taking the next step. Step six, reflecting. See what happens. Come on back in for a coaching session and let's talk about what you noticed in the last two weeks. And then step seven, repeating this whole practice over and over and over again. Uh, I I want to, I I believe that that entire process and then the practice of using that process over and over again is very much about conscious intentionality. It's about saying, what do I want and how will I stay committed to it? It's easy to make promises to ourselves. Anyone who's tried to lose weight, um, because uh, this is also present with me, um, will know what this is like. You know, I'm not going to eat any more chocolate. And then, you know, five minutes later, someone comes and offers a chocolate. It's It's pretty hard to say no. So, this is about kind of a fierceness of um, commitment and intentionality. I want to um, become more free, free of the bonds of limiting stories. And that's, that's one thing that I want. Uh, and if I want that, I'm going to have to put some energy and intention towards it. And I'm going to have to become more conscious about it. And my practice that I've named over and over again in this show is one that helps me to do that. The other thing about this is um, the vision. What is it that I want? What is it that I'm trying to create? You know, for years I've been saying that what I want to create is um, a family life that is grounded in love and joy. Now, don't get me wrong. Love and joy can be present along with difficulty and challenge and tough times and murkiness, absolutely, and pain and sadness. It's all part of it. It comes with the package. But my conscious intention is to create a family life that is grounded in love and joy. Uh, My conscious intention in my business is to serve powerfully without using myself up in the process. So to serve powerfully, but to save my own life in the process. I think I've been talking about that since January of this year, that my vision or my, my commitment this year is to save my own life. And of course, that, um, that, all children will feel um, safe, loved, and enough. That they will go to bed every night feeling safe, loved, and enough is another one of the the visions or the commitments or intentions that I have for my work and my life is to put it into service so that we all go to bed each night feeling that we are safe, loved, and enough. And that can look many different ways to many different people. The more I connect to those intentions, those that vision that I have for myself on those three levels, the easier it is to choose better stories. 
And yesterday, as I said earlier, I failed. I couldn't choose a better story, even when I was in the midst of it, and even when I knew it was happening. And so I chose this, which was the best I could do at the time. I chose to um, to take an evening for myself, to stay home, uh, not to not to leave with my uh, beloved one and go to his place. I, I chose to stay home, to go to bed at a reasonable time, to get some sleep, and to just let it all sit there for the night. That was the best I could do. I wasn't able to tell myself a new story in that moment. I wasn't able to pull myself out of the dump that I was in, the depths of the dump that I was in. I wasn't able to do that at that time, but I was able to say, hmm, maybe a little bit of me time would be helpful here. So sometimes you have to, um, you have to go with whatever is available, whatever you can at that moment. So this stuff about choosing a new story Sometimes it's a longer process than just saying, oh, everything's fine. I'm not feeling like a martyr anymore. Sometimes it's not that fast. Sometimes it takes a little bit more. I think I'm still in the unwinding of my old story, uh, and especially with respect to the incident last night. So it's going to take a little bit of time. And my other job is to be kind to myself while I'm in that process. So I thought I'd share with you where I am at, especially since what we're talking about is wherever you are is called here. And where I am right now is I continue to be a work in progress. And yesterday's um, fall or spin off into the uh, underworld <laughs> was one that was a uh, long, long time, haven't come to that place for a long time, but maybe it was necessary for me to revisit that and to not be able to recover as quickly as I would like and as I would like to think I can. The other reason I'm sharing this with you today is that I want you to know that even someone who appears to have it all going on on the outside and, and, and does have a lot going on on the outside can still have great doubt, great concern and fear and um, susceptibility to old habits of thought and patterns of behavior that come from those, those habits of thinking. So you're not alone. If you're, one of, if you're one like me who has had moments like this, who has wondered why it's taken so long to come out of it and is anxious to, um, to be rid of this, <laughs> uh, whatever your particular brand of old habits, uh, not so useful thinking is, know that you're not the only one. It gives me a lot of comfort uh, when I realize that, that, that others struggle with these things too. And I, I want to offer that to you as well, if that's helpful. So I feel like I've told you a lot about me today. We are heading into a break. And when we come back, let's see if we can pull this all together into something that will be helpful for you as you go forward. Something tangible that you can take away, maybe something that you can practice or experiment with. And I'm Shamin Sadiq. This is Stories from the Heart of Leadership. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. If you have a question or comment, or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email. Her email address is shamin at anjaliLeadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I Leadership.com. Now, back to stories from the heart of leadership. Welcome back. This is Shamin Sadik. Before we jump back in to our topic for today, which is wherever you are is called here, let me just remind you about some upcoming events. I am teaching the Leadership Circle Profile Certification uh, this week, April 15th to 17th in Toronto, June 10th to 12th in the D.C. area, the Washington, D.C. area, September 30th to October 2nd in Denver. And so uh, if you want to come and join us this week, I think you might be out of time because you need to do your own Leadership Circle Profile beforehand. And um, very few people can pull it off in a day. So so I think you might be out of luck for the Toronto dates. But for June or September, you absolutely can register at theleadershipcircle.com. And if you're not in the D.C. area or the Denver area, but you're still interested in getting certified with this suite of assessment tools and instruments for leaders, um, then you could look on the site for the other dates and locations around the globe, actually, where this is being taught. So wherever you are, there's something probably not too far away that you could avail yourself of if it interests you. Second bit of news for those of you who are already certified in the Leadership Circle, and I know many of you are listening, the 
next um, leadership system certification is happening next week here in Toronto. So you've heard Bill Adams and I talking about it uh, three weeks ago on Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Bill was my guest, and he talked a little bit more about the leadership system certification. This is a, a powerful add to what you already know, and I highly recommend it if you are thinking about how to take your, your coaching practice to the next level to really serve business leaders in a um, integral and integrated way. Uh, so leaderships, theleadershipcircle.com, leadership system certification. It's happening in Toronto next week, April 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. So there's still time, I think, to join us here. So please do so if that interests you. Also, I have a new assistant, and she and I were a new virtual assistant. She and I were speaking this morning, and she said to me, you really need to be more assertive about blowing your own horn. And I find it very hard. I'm, I'm fine with telling you stories about me and my life and about what I'm learning, but I find it a little bit hard when it comes to saying, now give me a call and let's talk about how I can serve you. But I am going to get better at that, and so I'm practicing it today. So... Contact me. Let's talk. If any of what you've been listening to here is um, moving you to want to explore this for yourself, whether in your own leadership as a senior leader in an organization or in your work um, as a professional who supports leaders, or if you're thinking about it for your organization, maybe you're in HR and you think this would be great for our leaders here, or maybe you're the leader of some sort of organization and you know that some of what I've been talking about is going to be useful, let's have a conversation about it. Go to AnjaliLeadership.com and find my phone number there and call me or send me an email at Shameen, S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at AnjaliLeadership.com. That's A-N-J-A-L-I Leadership.com. If you hadn't didn't have time to write that down. When you're on the Voice America show page for Stories from the Heart of Leadership, if you scroll down the page on the right-hand side, you'll see a link to my website. That's Anjali Leadership. And you just click that and you'll find me. You can read more about how I work with leaders and coaches and you can um, connect with me there. So let's have a conversation about how I can be of service. I have a team now. It's not just me anymore. So for those of you who are wondering, oh, she said she's going to try and save her own life. Maybe I shouldn't call her and make her too busy. No, no, call me. We have people here who um, I have hand-selected members of my team, and they are uh, available to work with you, as am I. So let's have a conversation and see what we can do, how we can serve you in becoming more effective, creating business outcomes that you want, um, creating sustainable business performance, and doing so with more ease and grace and much less effort and wasted energy. So, all right, with that, let's come back to the topic of wherever you are is called here. I was thinking over the break about nice ways that I could tie this up with a nice bow for you and um, many of those ideas that came over the break have disappeared in this moment so I'll come back to my process and let's let's talk a little bit more about this leadership development process and then the practice of using it over and over again. This step one about catching yourself in the act, it's a really 
it's the first step and it's really important. And here, I want to share some strategies that I've used to catch myself in the act. So I gave you an example of how I failed yesterday, um, but at least I caught myself overnight. And, and even in the evening, I caught myself and I managed to pull myself into a, a more compassionate place by this morning. But there's a, a body sensation that goes with this kind of habit I have of feeling like I'm put upon and the victim and I can't, can't do enough to make everybody happy. There's a feeling in my body that goes with that. So maybe you're aware of a feeling in your body that goes with your old limiting pattern or habit. For me, it's a feeling of uh, it's a little bit of like an anxious feeling in my chest, like a tightness, um, definitely some sensation, but also um, sort of a dropping feeling as well, almost like um, like something inside is sort of dropping down and beating. Maybe my heart feels like it's beating sort of harder, not faster, just like a more pronounced feeling of heartbeat. Um, I'm trying to put words to a body sensation. It's not always the easiest thing to do, but that's that there is a definite feeling that I am familiar with. And when I have that feeling, it's a signal to me that, oh my gosh, I've fallen, um, I've fallen into this old pattern. And uh, so think about what body sensation goes with your pattern. And then the other thing to think about is, or to notice in, in support of catching yourself in the act is, what are the words that I say? What, what is the thing I say to myself in this moment? Um, and for me, it's something like, I've got to make everybody happy. No, or, or everybody's not happy. Or maybe they're not going to be happy. Or maybe so-and-so isn't happy. And I start trying to manage everybody's happiness. So I, I might try to be Oh, it's very challenging when you're blending families, as I'm learning. So I might try and make one child feel better because another child is, you know, has got the upper hand at this moment. Or I might want uh, the man in my life to feel good, so I try to control my children's behavior, or or vice versa. So uh, these are the the things that I start to say to myself, and the things I notice myself doing that are leading me down a path that isn't really very heartening, um, life-affirming, joyous. It takes me away from living with love and joy. It brings me the facade. It could bring the facade of love and joy. So watch for that too. Does your pattern of behavior, the old behavior that isn't serving you so well, if you've come up with one since we've been talking about this, when that, when that is in play, does it, does do you believe that it's bringing you closer to your vision? Do you believe that it's contributing to the creation of your vision? Sometimes all of that managing can make me feel like I'm doing something good to contribute to creating love and joy in my family. But if it's false love and joy, if it's love and joy that is built on um, me managing everybody's experience to the point where I'm exhausted, then it's it's kind of hollow. It doesn't have legs. It doesn't have ground to stand on. So notice that too. So I want you to notice when you're catching yourself in the act, wh- what body sensation um, are you aware of when you fall into old patterns of behavior? What words do you say, either out loud or to yourself? in that moment and what is it you think you're doing (laughs) what is it you think you're creating in that moment and how true is it that that's going to create something robust 
So if my love and joy in my family is created solely on my efforts to control and manage everything that's happening, um, it's going to fall apart as soon as I get tired. And it's not going to be sustainable. It's not going to lead to um, love and joy for everybody in the family. And in fact, it's going to disempower the members of my family to be able to create love and joy to contribute to the creation of that kind of family feeling that we all agree we want to have. So think about that too. What is the impact that my behavior is having on others? If you're a leader in an organization, here's what I want you to think about because believe it or not, what my story illustrates is is a, a leadership trait called controlling that is not very effective. Um, has its good points, but it's generally not very effective because it depends on the leader doing everything him or herself, and it disempowers uh, those who work with that leader, those who are part of that team or in that organization or in that department. It disempowers them if if it's all up to the leader. If that person has to do everything themselves and has to do it perfectly in order for the thing to happen, then uh, that's called being controlling. And if you are a controlling leader, you know what I'm talking about. And if you work for a controlling leader, you definitely know what I'm talking about. It's disempowering. It's disheartening. It does not bring people into alignment or engagement on a vision. What it does is it teaches people to be afraid of that leader and it teaches them to um, to watch their step. And if you want to create something magnificent that is extraordinary, that grows, that is sustainable, that is, exceeds the performance that you've created before and continues to serve really, really well, that's not a way to do that. That's a way that is going to cause burnout, disengagement, and disillusionment, and it's not going to work. So, I, I invite you to consider how this process and this practice can help you. So the first part is to catch yourself in the act and the second part is to forgive yourself. How can you love yourself even when you've screwed it all up again? (laughs) Even when you've done it again and oh my gosh I've been working on this for a long time and here it is again happening to me again. How can you love yourself and, and be okay with yourself and still respect yourself even when you haven't done it perfectly? Um, there's a lifetime of work uh, in that step of being compassionate and all of us can choose to engage in that exploration and I have many, many resources, way too many to share with you here in the couple of minutes that we have left. Um, but there is much that I can do with you to help you to begin to cultivate that kind of compassion. And then translate it into decisive, courageous, and useful action. That is action that you can take and that your team can take or your family can take to build something that, that you all care about and to do it together. So... Enough about that. I thought I would leave you in the last couple minutes of the show with some words from Mother Teresa, which really do speak to this notion of being compassionate. And here's what she says. And I wish this for you as well. May today there be peace within you. May you trust that you are exactly where you are meant to be. May you remember the infinite possibilities that are born of faith in yourself and others. May you use the gifts that you have received and pass on the love that you have been given. May you be content with yourself just the way you are. 
let this knowledge settle into your bones and allow your soul the freedom to sing, dance, praise, and love. It is there for each and every one of us. And as I read those words, I remind myself that that is here for me too. It's here for me, it's here for you, it's here for everyone. It's here for those with whom you have challenges and problems. It's here for those of whom you disapprove. It's here for all of us. And so I leave you with that. I look forward to next time we are together. And I hope to hear from some of you between now and then. All the best to you. And I will speak to you next week on Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Signing off, this is Shamin Sadik. Take good care. Thank you so much for joining us today for Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Shamin Sadik will be back next Monday with another extraordinary guest at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll come back as well. Have a terrific week. And remember, you are not alone.